and hello good people of the interest, it is I, Tommy Kelly, and this is Adventures in Woo Woo. Guess what? Just guess what? I'm in a forest again, back in Ravensdale. It's a glorious, wet, um, I was going to say wintry morning, but it's not cold enough, so I suppose autumn morning. And uh, I'm under the canopy of a load of pine trees, and I can hear all the rain just dropping down on the leaves above. But um, I have found a sort of throne that I can sit in that uh, is somewhat comfortable to do this video. So, that's setting the scene. What do I want to talk about? Well, I actually want to talk about an experience I had last year, around about this time last year, although I'm not fully sure on uh, the exact date, but sometime around us, that also involved forests. I didn't mention it before uh, on a couple of the videos, but I just kind of skirted around it because I was in the middle of it. And now that a year has kind of gone past from this ritual, I think I have a bit more of a sense of what it's about because I often find that when you're in the midst of a ritual or in the kind of circumference of uh, you know the being after it, it's very hard to recognize what it's all about, which I've talked about before on the podcast with Spud about that whole thing of Helio, when we were talking about Helio, that there's this huge build-up to nothing and that I had kind of found that to be true about uh, life as well, that there's kind of this momentum that carries you towards some sort of end goal that in the end doesn't seem to materialise. And I still hold to that, that I don't understand that fully, what the reasons for that, and I think the only thing I could, the reason I could come up with is that perhaps the ritual, the ritual isn't for you, it's for, in the case of Hellier, it's for Pan, and so the resolution is only for him and only uh, kind of accessible or acknowledgeable or seen by him. Whereas from our perspective, it just looks like kind of, you know, filtered out and uh, went nowhere. But this one, anyway, does seem to have, or is at least it's starting to come into clarity a bit. And it came out of a kind of conversation I had with Alan Chapman last week as well, so hats off to him. So it was this kind of thing that was happening where I was trying to get lost in the forest. And I had been spending an awful lot of time with Alan Chapman's Murgia teachings at the time, because it had, relatively speaking, had only really been released not that long ago before this started and it was over the course of a couple of months where I was travelling all around um, trying to get lost in the forest and I was doing obviously some videos and I was doing some photography as well so it was a kind of a you know a dual purpose but mostly was this kind of drive I don't know to reconnect with nature or to kind of tease out or coax out some sort of earth-based grounding that I had kind of been missing from my life in that I had fallen for that trap of thinking the world was Maya or illusion or you know bad optics or the wrong perspective or reality tunnel the matrix simulation all that kind of stuff that's kind of fed into us or force fed into us in new age occult magical thinking circles rather than thinking so magical thinking um, so there was sort of some sort of impulse on it and it was like taken I suppose in many ways when I was going through the forest taking more risks each time because I was on my own and I was going further and further into the depths of it and trying to find places that were more wild I suppose trying to find pan or trying to find something but there, anyway the reason why I was saying there was a, the Mergia thing is because there's a whole kind of analogy within the Mergia teaching that is about the forest and going into the forest and stuff like that so that was also playing on my mind as well but that was the overall sense of I wanted to get lost. And I think as well, that was trying to get away from 
life or away from people or away from society just to get some t- my own thoughts together because I was, I've, anyone who's been watching me for a while one of my hardest things in the world is finding anywhere on this planet where there isn't other people and I've often showed up in the middle of nowhere to do a video or just to have a you know meditation or contemplation and there'll be people there like just you know unlikely extremely unlikely that people will be there and I just found it very hard to find any place on the planet to be alone and so I think that was another kind of thing on the reason why to get lost in the forest that if I was lost then therefore you know you can't be found um, but so it was one day um, just after months about three months of this kind of thing going nowhere and sometimes having here I had a really kind of I suppose a negative reaction to the forest one day where I got very pissed off and very angry um, for it not revealing itself I suppose or not um, give me the kind of sense of illumination that I was looking for even though I wasn't sure what it was and I was you know trying to go like show yourself I'm asking you know and you see read in the bible or you you know you come across this thing of seek and you shall find and you know all this or follow your bliss and all the universe will open all the doors so I just felt that everything was closed so one day I was out in um, a kind of a it's a, I think it's just it was man-made forest but made a couple of hundred years ago so I don't know if that makes any difference to it but it's just something that's stuck in my mind and I just it's those the actual walk was kind of circling around the outskirts of it but I went deep 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 into it and uh, for some reason I had the idea that I was going to leave an offering this day anyway and I had some incense I had some what else did I have I had a uh, tinctures and stuff like this that I had kind of built up that seemed part of the working as well but I also had the Stuart Wilde book, The Quickening with me, a new version of it that I had bought for doing the study group about it on Patreon. I hadn't lost my original version that um, was given to me when I was a teenager to kind of start me on the road to all this, which I'll come back to in a minute. So anyway, I got a bit of an hour into it and eventually I came across this tree and I just knew this is the tree. This is like, this is the, the spirit of the forest or this is the tree I was meant to come to. This is the, the whole thing. And, go, and it had a very peculiar light and it was in a very dark area but this tree itself was all lit up in a kind of a lum- luminous almost bloom sense if you bloom in the kind of um, like 3d game sense that kind of uh, diffused lighting around it and stuff very th- ethereal and stuff like that but you know you see that sometimes in forests but this was a very distinct um, I have a picture of it, but um, we'll see if I put it up or not. Sometimes these things can feel inappropriate to share, but we'll see how I feel when the video's put together. Um, and so I, was, I said, right, well, here I am. I, like, now what? Like, well, what, are, what are you going to reveal to me? What are you going to do? Well, what is the, the grand end of this thing? And I felt I had to give a sacrifice. So I had the, or an offering, but the same kind of thing. So I give the incense, I give the... Um, tinctures and whatever else I had with me and I just felt and it just was like no that's not what it is and it's like you have to leave the book here and it's going I don't want to leave the book here you know I want this book and um, it felt um you know I really didn't want to give it away and then I kind of came to me that well that's a proper sacrifice then isn't it it's easy to give sacrifices of incense or of I don't know of rum or all of these incense or all of these offerings that we give people you know bread or whatever give the spirits or the archetypes whatever connection you have with them but it's never actually a real something that I wish I kept for myself you know you don't sacrifice well I suppose in the old days you know you had the Isaac and Abraham nonsense stuff well 
what it represents isn't nonsense, but the actual full, you know, face value of it. Um, so, you know, when you sacrifice the animals and stuff, and the kind of thing was that this is part of my livestock, my wealth, that I am sacrificing, giving to God. So there seemed to be a, a proper sacrifice in that kind of way. Although that got very quickly out of hand because you would literally go to the temple, buy your animal, to have it sacrificed by the priest, you know. So it was like it became a commercial thing rather than an actual genuine sacrifice. Which was then you're sacrificing your money time. Off the point. What I'm saying is that when you sacrifice a candle or an incense or give the offering of that for water or rum, whatever, it's not truly a sacrifice in that you're not giving something away that you want to keep for yourself, that you actually feel is part of you. And it felt like giving the book away was part of me and something I didn't want, so it felt like a, a proper sacrifice. And I put it at the base of the tree and I could feel the longing or the yearning <laughs> to want to keep it. You know, and it's only a book, like it was... It's, I only had it a week though, but I had finished the study group, so my kind of current use for it had, and I think it finished the study group the last video that day, so there was a completion in that as well. And so I left there and walked away, and walked back out to the forest, and took another hour or whatever to come out, and I kind of was thinking about it then the next couple of days, and then I was like, what was that? Nothing appeared, there was no insight, there was no revelation, nothing had changed. And I kind of found it, well, there you go, there's another one of those huge feelings of momentum and push and drive and, you know, as if you're going somewhere uh, that, I, uh, you know, just kind of seemed futile in the end or I felt that it went nowhere, fizzled out or hard to describe, you know, just kind of, or the kind of impression I kind of get from it was that, oh, I've missed something, I've missed my chance, missed my opportunity, I didn't grab whatever it was that I needed to do, I made a mistake, that kind of stuff which, um, now that I said it was interesting for a different reason that I may or may not come back to. Um, so it's kind of left me kind of burnt out, kind of, that lose the usual thing of disillusion, because what's the point of all that? That's, you know, this seemed like it was going somewhere and wasn't. And then I just, I just left it. I stopped going to forest for a while. Um, Weather-wise as well, and then I suppose then a couple of months later we went into lockdown and I wasn't able to and stuff like that, so it was coming towards the end of all that anyway. But I was talking to Alan Chapman last week and he was talking about when he first found, he was whatever he was, 15 or 16, and he found Magic and Tyrion Practice by Alistair Crowley and how, that, how he didn't understand it, but that he knew that was him or that was part of what he was to do or... You know, that that was for him, that was who he was in a sense, you know, that he had found himself in this book, but as yet couldn't understand it, and still had a kind of embarrassment around it, because, you know, you're meant to be grown up at 15, 16, and there you're going in buying a, you know, a satanic magic book, and, um, which, you know, it's fool a foolish endeavour. Also pointing out, of course, that the first tarot card, or the first thing, is the fool. Um, and I was kind of thinking, he said, he said to me, you must have had that kind of feeling in your life as well, and he goes, well, I did. Um, it was when I got the Stuart Wilde book, The Quickening, from my aunt when I was about 13 or 14, and I recognised myself in it, even though I didn't fully subscribe to all of what Stuart said. That was where I kind of had that sense of coming home or finding myself and go, this is, this is me, this is my thing, or this is you know, this, this is where my path starts or whatever. And so I was telling him about the, the whole thing then that I ended up giving it away at the tree. He says, it's not funny, isn't it? You know, and he kind of laughed as he does and goes, so you had found the thing that you thought was you and then you give it away. And I kind of didn't get it at the time. I kind of, well, I, like, I mean, I heard it and whatever, but it kind of resonated with me more after. I goes, well, that's very, very interesting. 
that symbolically that that's what happened. But I was thinking after then, what, ha- what then proceeded after that was that I was given back the very original book that I, got, that I had when I was a kid. My sister, it turned out my sister had it, and she had a few of my other Stuart Wilde books, but I got back the very original battered, coffee cup stained, covers missing uh, version of the book. Not long after, like I mean, I, I hazy with times uh, all the time with these things, but like, not months after, weeks after, possibly two weeks after. And so there was this kind of, when I look back now, it's like, I, it, that whole kind of thing of you have to, you know, give away to receive what you originally had. You know, the alchemist thing of, without spoiling the alchemist, so that you have to go to the whole other side of the world to find that the thing you wanted was where you started. And so that is kind of a revelation that's kind of come to me, that the thing that, where I found myself originally, I kind of had to get lost in the forest to give away the thing that I had turned that into and sacrifice that to then it to be returned to the original intention or the original form of what it was. And that's where I am and that's where I'm sitting with it. And so um, I find it very interesting and very enlightening, enlightening that that kind of happened unbeknownst to me until I did and um, you know I bang up I bang on about Alan Chapman all the time but I find him immensely useful um, his kind of idea of just describe you're not interpreting things you're not doing just what was it that happened I give away the book in what, a new version of the book that I had once found myself in only to be then given the original version back because of this getting lost in the forest and so that's interesting. And I don't think it's called to go back and uh, think the way I was about, uh, you know, believe everything that's in that book or follow, you know, change my life to be everything that's in the quickening or whatever. But it's the kind of a call to remember who you are originally, or where you came from, your journey back home. And all of these themes do come up in um, Magia stuff that I'm, again, back into in a big way. So I just wanted to share that, and again, there's no real probably resolution to it as yet. There's no kind of massive insight, or there's no <gasps> wow moment or anything, but it's just, it's a very interesting thing that when you look at just the essence of what actually happened, you then, I suppose, the symbology of it is revealed, rather than just thinking, I, I made a sacrifice to a tree in a forest and nothing happened. But of course, things did happen. And uh, yeah, so I have to sit with that with a while, with, for that for a while, and see where it goes. Um, I'm sure there's other instances in my life where similar things have happened that I've missed because of trying to, because not looking just to see, to use Magia terms, um, because I was looking to confirm something that I already wanted, or you know, coming to the forest to meet Pan, because that's what I had wanted, rather than coming to the forest to meet the forest, or you know, to um, do whatever magically, like to see what's there, rather than trying to conform it to what I want it to be or what I hope it to be need it to be or whatever and I, you know there's a big lesson in that at least for me I assume being that I am not uh, any different from you there's a lesson in that for all of us so good people of the internet from the canopy of pine trees in this ever increasing wet forest I will leave you for uh, another week may your revelations be revelatory and uh, may we understand them and know where to go on it and feel that when the momentum is calling us just trust in the process a bit more even if it's not immediately obvious what's going on that just let it percolate and sit 
in your consciousness until we do find out what it is. And of course, may our best days be ahead and be very well.